I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. Internet Marketing Episode 6. And uh, Daniel's back. Hello, Daniel. Hello there, Andy. How are you doing? I'm very, very well, thank you. And what are we going to be covering today then, Daniel? We're going to be looking at email marketing, mm-hmm. which is quite a hot topic at the moment. So it'll be quite an interesting one to go through in a bit more detail. Okay, and that, how that fits into the, the whole internet marketing thing. Absolutely. So what, what, is the, what are the main features of email marketing? The key thing with, it, with uh, email marketing, it's quite different from everything else we've talked about in that with everything else, you're waiting for people to come to you, to search for you, to look for you, to find the information they're after. With email, you can push the information out there. When you've got the permission to actually market to someone through email, you've got the ability to send to them when you want to. Now, obviously, there's limits with that, but it's quite different from everything else. You're able to target it very specifically as well in that you know who's subscribing to your, to your email list. So you're able to target very specifically the information you send them to who you're sending it to. The other thing is always you can personalise quite easily. You can personalise what you send out, what information you're sending people according to what their interests are. And people are only really starting to touch on that now and there's a lot more that can be done with it. The other most interesting thing as well is that you know, anyone that's worked in marketing for a while would have probably worked with direct mail campaigns and sending out catalogues and all that kind of thing. Email marketing can be very, very cost effective and very effective overall when you do it right. But there are a lot of things that can go wrong as well. So you yeah. need to really have covered the bases and work out. Know what you're doing and doing it properly. Yeah, because I really want to cover that later because of this this whole sort of like spam issue. But we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah, completely. So, I mean, when you're when you're sort of thinking about an email marketing campaign, how do you sort of come up with your list of people? Who who should you aim it at? The first thing you need to think about is your current customers. So you probably got some information. You probably got some email addresses from your current customers. The important thing is to work out if they're interested. Now, you can't just assume because somebody's your customer that you can send them an email. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but this opt-in and opt-out kind of issue where people choose to send emails and then don't want to be sent them anymore is a very important issue because it's a legal kind of obligation. Yes. Um, so we'll talk about that a bit more in detail in a moment. The other thing you can do, you can obviously buy lists. You can go to an agency and you can buy a list of email addresses in. I'd be very cautious of doing that. Um, right. I'd be work out the company you're working with first and make sure you're happy with the data that they're giving you. Email lists get out of date very, very quickly. People change their email addresses. And it, the thing is, if someone's on an email list they're going to get an awful lot of spam, spam email all the time. Lots of people yeah. buying those lists and using them. So you've got to be very cautious. Find an agency you trust if you're going to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd say try a small sample set first and to see how you get on with that and what kind of response rates you get. But you tend to find that if you've bought your own, like harvested your own email addresses together and built your own list, you'll get a much, much higher response rate than if you buy a list in 
make yeah. external source. So home harvested lists are better than bought lists. Yeah, probably. completely. I mean, the the key thing to do is if you've got a website, one of the key things you can do with your website is be collecting people's email addresses. Um, encourage people to sign up for a newsletter for the latest news, for the latest updates, send out special offers, that kind of thing. Yeah. But be very, very aware of the fact that you need to make sure you're meeting the legal obligations. Now, you mentioned something very interesting. You mentioned that you can send emails to your existing clients, mm. and you can also send emails to p- potential clients. Yeah. Now, presumably, you're sending different messages to each one, or is that not the case? Well, I think it, you've got to absolutely focus the email. The better you focus the email on the target audience, mm-hmm. the better response rates you'll get. Um, right. Like anybody else, if you see an email, you'll read the title, you'll decide if it's of interest or not. So that the title is going to be one of the key things. That you, how you write the title is very important. Right. The next thing is the content, obviously. Uh, when you open an email, if it's targeted specific to what your interests are, then there's a quite good likelihood you're going to open it and you're going to read further and then perhaps take some action by clicking on it and going through from there. Mm-hmm. But that's the key thing. Make sure your, your content is targeted very specifically to your audience. You could send that one generic email to everybody on your list you'll get response, but it won't be as high as if you actually send targeted emails to different groups within your list. Right. So break up your list. See how you can break it up by different type of customer, where they are in the relationship, um, what they've bought from you in the past, all that kind of thing. Um, and you'll start to get much, much higher response rates then. Okay, should we come on to some of these legal issues now? Yeah, because we, I think it's such a hot uh, sort of uh, subject. We perhaps better cover it earlier than later. Yeah. When you're storing people's details, you are covered by the Data Protection Act. So right. anything that applies to the Data Protection Act will apply to you storing people's details. The thing to be aware of, of that is there's a, a few key elements. First of all, if you're working in a B2B or a B2C environment, so B2B being business to business, B2C being business to customer. If you're working business to business, the rule says that if you have an existing relationship, you can email somebody. Right. So if you've spoken to someone in the past, you've developed some sort of relationship, it's okay if you have their details to continue that relationship through email. But that, that's quite vague. I mean, how do you measure that? It is quite Does vague. Does it mean you phoned them once and spoke to them? That's the thing. I'd, be, I'd err on the side of caution, to be honest. Yeah. I think you want to have an existing relationship. If you want to email somebody, phone them up and say, can I have your email address? Is it okay to email you in that kind of environment? Yeah. In a business to customer, like when you're directly selling to people on the street kind of thing, you need to have much more specific permission to, do, to email market to them. So they need to have specifically opted in to your email list. So that can be by actually, maybe they phoned you, maybe they've gone to your website and ticked a box saying, I'd like to be added to your email list and receive emails from you. I see, yeah. With both groups of people, you need to make sure that they can opt out easily. Right. It's it's probably the most important thing, that people need to better remove themselves from your email list and not receive emails from you anymore when they decide to. Okay. Um, So that's putting a form on your website or like email to here. Absolutely. The subject of de-subscribe or whatever. Every email you send now should have... Click here if you want to be unsubscribed from this list. Right. The reason for this, the Data Protection Act um, basically says that if somebody's opted out and they make a complaint, you could be fined £1,000 for every one of those complaints. Ouch. You send out you know, several thousand emails. If 50 people come back and say, I asked to be removed, you haven't removed me, it's £50,000. That will shut down an awful lot of businesses pretty yeah, quickly. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. So um, it's, it's a serious business and it's, it's easily overlooked if you're not very careful. So you need to be quite careful of that. So those are the key legal issues, and just, yeah. just make sure you're aware of those. Read up on the Data Protection Act uh, and yeah. make sure you're storing the data in the right way. Yeah. The other thing to do is when you're on your um, website, when you've got the form people can fill in for where they can add their email details so you can send them out emails in the future, make sure you've got a privacy policy. Right. And what that basically says is we'll use your email address, but we'll use it for this purpose and not for this purpose. So generally you want to reassure people that 
you're not going to sell it to a third party yes. you're not going to sell it to a spam list they're not going to receive mm-hmm. loads of porn and Viagra email for the rest of their lives so it's very important just to make sure that you know you state what you're doing with the email address and you do treat that as very confidential and you don't pass it on to a third party Okay, uh, is there any other legal issues that we haven't discussed? What, what about the actual storage of, of the data? How should that be done? It's all, it's all covered by the Data Protection Act in that mm-hmm. people can have access to that data if they want to and all those kinds of things. But there's nothing specific to email beyond that in the Data Protection Act other than this opt-in and opt-out that you need to be very aware of. So I'd just be aware of that. Make sure the opt-in and opt-out is covered and yeah. beyond that you'll generally be pretty safe. Okay, so we've covered more or less the legal issues. Well, now what about the, the actual content? I mean, what's what... What can you say about the content of these emails? What, what should they contain? Okay. Key thing, as we said before, target the emails. Make sure the content is very specific to whoever subscribed to it. Mm-hmm. What else you can do is when somebody subscribes to your email list, you can give them four or five options of different things they might like to receive. Then when you send out the email, you can just send them those things that they're interested in. We all get thousands and thousands of emails now. We scan through the titles very, very quickly. The title has to jump out and grab you. It has to really say to you, this is what I'm interested in. Yeah. So make sure you're focusing your titles absolutely on that. Mm-hmm. The next thing is the, the content itself can be personalized. You can have somebody's company details in there, their interests, their name, any other information you've got about them could be included in that email. So that's going to make them more likely, again, to actually open the email, read the email, and then click on it and do some sort of action from it. Yeah. In terms of how you actually construct the email itself, there's several factors to, to consider. The design element of it, you need to be quite simple. You need to give people the information they want and allow them to jump through and actually action something. So you need a call to action in there. Give the basic information and encourage them to do something else. Don't put all your content in the email itself. Maybe give that on a website somewhere else, but just give them the basic information and a call to action to do something. If they want to do something, they will. Otherwise, if they're not interested, they're going to delete it. So is, is, is the goal with email marketing normally to drive someone to your site? Yeah, most of the yeah. time. I mean, depending on the campaign itself, you might have a, a normal area of your website already you want somebody to go to. Mm-hmm. The other thing you might have is that you're, you've built a special area of your website for this email campaign. Anywhere somebody lands after an email campaign should be very, very specific to that email. Yes, a landing page just for that email. Completely. You yes. don't want to land on your homepage and have to search around for things. You're just going to lose people. They're going to drop out of your website yeah. really quickly. Um, so it's important to make sure the email is targeted and where they land is a targeted page as well. Okay. And what about personalization? The thing is that if an email says, dear Daniel, dear Mr. Rolls, or whatever it is, it's kind of got your details in there. It maybe talks about the company you work for. So it says something about, you know, this could be great for Academy Internet or whatever it may be. It's focusing you in on thinking, okay, yeah, this could work for me. That's the basic level of personalization. When you get down to things like different interests, mm-hmm. you might have details of people's birthdays, all that kind of thing. You can start to include all this data in an email, and it just gets people more engaged, and it, it, it makes your response rates a lot higher when you do that kind of thing. I so, see. So just think about how you could personalize an email, what it is you know about that customer, what details you have that could be used to try and engage them a bit more through the email. So that's the key thing. And try and think beyond just putting their name into each email. Now, talking about, I'm just thinking about how often you send these, the frequency. And what is an autoresponder? I've heard about these autoresponders that can do Uh, clever stuff. There's a different, at the basic level, an autoresponder is you send an email out and it'll automatically respond. For example, if you send to a customer services department, it'll bounce them and say, thank you for inquiry, you'll be responded to within Mm -hmm. three days. You can get a bit smarter than that, and depending on what email address or contact. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Content of your email you send out, you'll get a different response. There's quite a few different things like that. In terms of how often you should send an email out, what you need to be very cautious of is the fact that people receive an email too much they're going to unsubscribe and they're going to get fed up with things so the key thing is first of all when people subscribe maybe give them the option of how often they want to receive emails daily weekly monthly bi-monthly mm-hmm. on average i'd say if you're sending out once a fortnight once a month you're absolutely safe you're not going to annoy anybody it very much depends on the content of your email as well if your email is very short and has got uh, up to the minute news a few headlines you could be sending out daily because um, people will be interested in reading that. They'll scan through, they'll delete it. They'll yeah. click on something they're interested on. If you've got a more substantial email, it's going to depend on what you're trying to do and how relevant the information is. The more relevant, more targeted, more focused the information, the more regularly you can sell out. Err on the side of caution. Don't send out too frequently. And when you email, maybe ask people and say, you know, fill in our questionnaire, please. How often do you want to respond to email? And build mm-hmm. a profile of that customer. Mm-hmm. The more information you've got of that customer, the more likely you are to be able to continue engaging with them and you know, build the, the value of that customer to you. So, and if someone's opted in and someone is interested, you're really building a close relationship that they're yeah. not maybe going to have with one of your competitors. So it's a very yeah. powerful medium to use. Now, Daniel, I, I've had a, quite a bit of experience with, uh, like, like I'll, I'll go to a website and maybe I'll download something for free sure. and I have to supply my email address. Yeah. And what happens, it's quite interesting. I'm sure this would annoy some people a lot. It sometimes annoys me, it sometimes hmm. doesn't, because it's sometimes good, good stuff. But I'll get an email maybe the next day saying, oh, you freely downloaded, I hope yeah. you enjoy it, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, and it's starting to sell something. Yeah, and then I'll absolutely. get another email two days later, getting a bit heavier. Completely. Another one two days after that. A bit. What's your opinion of that? I think that if you're downloading something and they're asking you to supply your email address, there's a trade there, basically. They're saying, you know, let us email you in return for this, which is fine. But that first email should then say, we'd like to send you our newsletter. We'd like to send you information. Here's a sample, maybe, of what we'd be sending you. Ah, okay. And then allow them to opt in. Don't push people, because at the end of the day, People don't want an email. They'll delete it. They'll add you to their spam filter list. They'll, mm. they'll just, they won't read your email at the end of the day. There's no point trying to sell to people that don't want to be sold to. You need to engage people with information and give them something that's value of them in order to build up that relationship and then try and kind of like develop their knowledge of your products. But don't do a hard sell in an email no. because it just won't get you anywhere. Now, you mentioned spam filters there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, what, what steps do you have to take to allow for that? You need to be quite careful about two, two elements, the content of the email and how you're sending it. If you were to try and send 
you know, 3,000 emails from your own email address mm-hmm. um, straight through your normal email software, you're going to get spam filtered because the, how your email is being routed is going to suddenly look like you're sending out tons and tons of spam. Which, and there's loads of software out there monitoring the net, isn't yes, there? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Your email will be routed through the net somehow and on all of these different servers throughout the net, there'll be mm-hmm. software saying, does this look like spam? Does this look like spam? And suddenly you'll find yourself blocked. Yeah. So don't just try and send it out through your own email client. Yeah. There needs to be a more professional way of doing it. The other thing is the content. Obviously, there's key phrases and keywords that are looking for. Anything that's got Viagra or sex or porn on it is obviously going to get filtered pretty much instantaneously. Yes. But also just saying things like free, using the word free, you need to be quite careful about that because there's a lot of scams of giving away things for free and bank account details and all that kind of thing. So just be cautious. Generally, software that you'll use to send out an email campaign will have an element to it that will allow you to run it through a spam filter checker, ah. which will use all the kind of clever stuff that spam filter uses yeah. and tell you how your email scores. Okay. So it's really important to do that because otherwise you're going to find you've crafted this beautiful email, you've got a great list you spent months building up, you send it out and it doesn't get anywhere because it's got the word Sussex in it and it's phrased in such a way that it looks like sex. <laughs> yes. So you've just got to be a bit cautious about what you're doing. Yes, us um, in Sussex, we have to be very careful about what we send out because we live in Sussex, which ends in the word sex, of course. Exactly. So. Now, I've, I've got a story. I had a client who um, had their own mail server. Mm-hmm. And because of what they do, they send out a lot of mail. So they're sending out to like 200 mails at a time. Sure. And unfortunately, they got listed on one of these, uh, I think it was Sorbs, who, who recently have started to list IP addresses that they think are dynamic. Okay. And they, they actually had a static IP, right. but it, uh, it was deemed to be dynamic. And because of that, they couldn't send... Well, about a third of their mails were bouncing back. Yeah, we, we found... Um, we get thousands and thousands of pieces of spam every day. Yeah. So unfortunately what happens is a lot of that sends a bounce back from our server. So it suddenly looked like one of the servers that we were sending spam. So our email just got blocked <sighs> as well. So right. it can be quite a complicated system. The key thing, if you do find yourself blocked and it's not a fair thing to do, mm-hmm. you'll get an email bounce saying, you know, it's been blocked for some reason where it's being blocked. You need to contact that server and they'll generally have an administration helpline. You can phone up and sort that out. So it does happen, but, you know, try and do your best to avoid that. And there's a few things you can do, as we said, about stopping your emails from being kind of spam content looking to, yeah. to do that. You mentioned uh, formatting in HTML. Mm. Is there anything more to say on that? Because yeah. that's, I mean, I mean, they look so nice, these emails, but they do tend to get caught by spam filters a bit, yeah, don't they? Absolutely. Different people have got different email clients that can read email in different ways. Some mm-hmm. people can still only read very plain text emails. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's on a portable device or something like that, they're not going to be able to read some big flash HTML full of graphics email. Whereas if you send an HTML, HTML email that's got good content, is well designed, you actually almost double your response rates against really? a really plain text email. Because it's more engaging, you're able to grab people's imagination a bit more. Yeah. So what you need to do, you need to send through a system that allows you to send both and will detect what the client's got and actually work out what the client's looking for when you send it. Oh, so, okay, right. Um, and there are email systems that will do that. So you just need to cover your bases on that, create both versions, mm-hmm. send them out, but make sure you're sending the right type to the right person. When you're asking people to subscribe to your email list as well, ask them what format they want it in. Do they just want a plain text version with a few yeah. links, or do they want the big graphical version that's going to okay. be a bit prettier? So do consider that from the beginning. And are there like compatibility issues? Like we have different browsers, and mm. not all browsers like everyone takes the Mickey out of IE because you know they have to hack the CSS file to make it work properly. Absolutely. With stuff. Is it same with email? Yeah. Mar- emails that are HTML formatted. Yeah, completely. You need to really work to the lowest common denominator. So really, mm. really work within. Take it back as far as you can. What's going to work in something like IE4 or something like that? So mm-hmm. really, you know. And any CSS, any cascading style sheets used, put it in line, put it inside the actual document itself. The width of width is going to be affected as well. Anything more than about 400 pixels might not fit onto people's screens. Think about how people read email as well. Yeah. So there's a few things to consider. 
all of these issues can get quite complicated. There's a lot of things to remember. So what we suggest is you use a tool that will look after a lot of this stuff for you. Okay. And allow you to build your list, create the email, send out the campaign. Yeah. And then finally, the final stage is dealing with what comes back from that campaign as well. Right, okay. So, and what I mean by that is that you send an email out and you might get a bounce back saying this email address doesn't exist anymore. Yes, yes. You might get one saying I'm out of the office at the moment. Mm-hmm. You might get one saying remove me from your list. I don't know why you sent this to me in the first place. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and you tend to get quite a few expletives as well, even if people have subscribed to your <laughs> list from time to time. So just, just be aware that you have to respond to those. If someone asks to be removed from your list, you yes. need to do it immediately. Yes. And you need to make sure you're not sending them another email. And presumably if you've got software that helps you to do that, that's, that's a good thing. Completely. I mean, can you recommend some good yeah, software? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we use a, um, a system called Pure, and the website address for that is pure360.com. That's P-U-R-E-360.com. Yeah, okay. Fine. That will basically allow you to build a list. It will allow you to send out to that list and build an email. It will check the content for spam. Mm-hmm. It will also do a text version and an html version it will then you can send out that email you can do multiple deliveries you can personalize you do all kinds of things should mm-hmm. point out it's a commercial bit of software yeah but we use it ourselves we use it for our clients and okay. we do strongly recommend it there are other pieces out there i mean i, I just go into google search for email software email sending software yeah. and just see what you get back perhaps we could put a link to that on the show notes um, absolutely either yeah. on my website or, or the academy internet absolutely what we do website yeah we'll put uh, links to pure360.com yeah. and we'll actually add a few others as well that you could be you could select um, okay. So I just think, yeah, just, just remember that opt-out option at the end. You've got to meet people to opt-out. It's very important. Well, that's probably the most important thing of all, really, isn't yeah, it? Completely. Yeah, completely. You just don't want to upset people. So uh, if you upset people, £1,000 fines can be quite painful. That's, that's not good. Absolutely. Okay, well, we've covered email marketing, and thank you very much for that, Daniel. So, Daniel, how can people contact you? Um, obviously, you can go to our website at academyinternet.com, um, or you can email us at info at academyinternet.com. Or if you want to give us a call, you can call us on 44. 44- one two seven three seven three three four three three. That's from outside the UK. Mm-hmm. Or in the UK it's O one two seven three seven three three four three three. Fantastic. Now, what are we covering next week? Next week, we are going to be looking at analytics in a bit more detail. Oh, is this um, Google Analytics? Yeah, oh, this was my specific request, wasn't yeah, it? That completely. funny little short show I did where yeah. it was just me. Absolutely. I, mean, if I was swanning away in Las Vegas enjoying <laughs> myself. So, oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. That'll yeah, be fantastic. Absolutely. Because it just looks so good, but it looks awfully complicated as well. There's a lot you can do with it. So it's just understanding the basic features and then working out what you want to achieve. So okay. we'll go through that. Right. Well, um, thank you very much, Daniel. Now, uh, listen, all you good folks listening out there, uh, you may have downloaded this episode just from the website. But, you know, it's really good to subscribe because if you subscribe, and I know I'm telling you how to suck eggs here, but if you subscribe, each episode will be downloaded to your computer automatically. And the best way to subscribe is probably to go into iTunes and search for Internet Marketing, Insider Tips and Techniques for Online Marketing. Or you can go to the academyinternet.com website. Absolutely. And there's a little button in the bottom left-hand corner. Or you can go to the summitsolutions.co.uk website and you can subscribe there. So there's three ways you can subscribe, but it's worth subscribing because it's dead good. So that's it for this week. Um, Have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the exciting subject of Google Analytics. All the best. Internet marketing was brought to you by summitsolutions.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.